Welcome back, guys. It is a Tuesday. It is a Tuesday morning, and you're listening to The World According to J-Caps. And yeah, I'm starting this off with a jazz background because if there's one thing that I know how to do, it's repeat a pattern for almost 100 times until I'm completely burnt out and insane. So this is the jazz intro. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the show last week. I know I really... uh, out of the gate, fell flat on my face, smashing out my teeth. My gums were bleeding as the rest of the racers charge ahead around the track. And I'm laying down there. Um, I tripped on my own, exposing my depression, which I didn't even realize I was doing. But apparently, the main um, takeaway from the first episode is that I guess I have depressing ass thoughts and um i didn't realize how serious and how um obvious it was here i was thinking i was some type of fabric fabergé egg unique person and it turns out i just have generic ass depression that you could easily find some youtube video and it would be exactly like what my innermost heartfelt thoughts are and I don't know. I find that ironically depressing as well. But it's all good, dudes. So I am going to lower this down right now because another comment I was told was, don't have background music. Somebody was like, I listen to a lot of podcasts and you're really fucking up right now if you have background music. And um, I'm trying to listen to the audience, you know? Instead of just doing my thing, instead of just following my heart, I'm trying to listen to the audience. And the audience says that don't have background music all the time, all throughout. So that's what I'm going to do. So it's been, a, it's been a crazy week since last week. I feel pretty good. I did, one thing I didn't do was I didn't look at any analytics about the podcast. So uh, I, I, think people, I think some people listen to it. I know some people reached out to me um, to tell me that uh, I was depressing, which was great. Uh, and then I did not like obsess over it, which I which I do with Instagram, and, and I'm not going to make that a big uh, thing. I'm just going to uh, just continue going. But, um, you know, that's cool. That's cool to have a podcast now and to, and to show up for it. I don't know if you guys know about my patterns, my, my daily patterns. Another not original thing that I do, but I do every morning, is every morning I take a cold shower, a freezing-ass cold shower because... Um, I think the reason I started doing it first was uh, because I don't I don't want to have that sleepy feeling every morning, like where I'm like dragging out of bed, and um, so I think I found this I found this cult leader named uh, Wim Hof. He's a cult leader from the from uh, Holland or something. He has a real um, Nazi-ish sounding accent, but I feel like so many people from that region do. So it's just like what some would call like a trigger. But no, he's a cool guy. And, um, you know, I was I was looking for, I was interested in breath work. It was a thing that I was, um, I was gifted and I was like going to continue doing it. So, so I, I found this, this cult leader and one of the, one of his gimmicks, uh, aside from breath work, which is a, a is a meditation 
gimmick that actually works pretty good. I, I recommend it if you are if you have the discipline to do some type of um, cult type shit that will help further warp your brain into a into the unique Fabergé egg person that you are. But uh, I, I wanted to uh, find this thing, and then this guy was like, "Oh, you should do cold showers," and I was like, "That's pretty masochistic." I'm in. So I've been doing these cold showers in the morning, which is basically uh, having the the water on freezing cold and then just while you still have the warmth and comfort of sleep on you, you just go and you have the water freezing cold on you and then you just, it's actually not so bad after a while. It's actually very refreshing and good. And then like at the end of it, you're like laughing your ass off like, (laughs) why the fuck do I do this? This is crazy. But then you feel good. You feel good because you did something crazy in the morning and then you you, you got past a hurdle. I think life is about these hurdles. If I can uh, go into a pseudo-philosophical um, uh, bent. But, you know, the, the problem with doing anything is, is the lead up to doing it. Whether or not you are good or you suck at the thing that you want to do, just doing it is the hardest part. Um, like, I did not necessarily want to... Um, I had a lot of resistance to uh, even turning the recorder on because, uh, you know, I, I very judgmental of myself. But it's like, just do it. It doesn't matter. Um, and if it's good or bad, then that also doesn't matter. Uh, you know, the less we think about... Um, how the things we make come out and just continue to make things. Um, I think that that is uh, the point. The point of doing stuff is the journey, not the result. Um, I don't know. Not something I've originally thought of, but something that uh, because, let's see, if we boil my life down to its ashes, uh and see what it actually was for. Then a big part, a big portion of it was me trying to make something and hoping that the world wanted to fucking pay attention to it or like enjoy it or something like that. And if you do that enough, then you have to make a lot of things. And then, um, then that that little um, anecdote about the process is more important because most of life is just the process. Like most of life is like, oh man, one day. Something good is going to happen, but for now, I'm just going to continue doing this thing. And um, I don't know, maybe that day, maybe the day is always here and we don't recognize it, or maybe the day is never going to come, or maybe it like is 70%. It's like it's a 70% chance of the day happening, or it's a 30% chance of, of something good happening. But in any case, um, the journey of of continuing on your own path is 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 probably good. It's probably good to continue your journey. All right. Um you know, whenever I come to a little bit of um whenever I make a point on this show, I have a very uh, big urge to just turn the whole thing off and start over again. Um the last time I recorded the first episode of this, I did happen to re- stop it. And uh, start over again. And stopping and starting over again is not uh, 
is not the process. The process is just um, barreling into it, not knowing what's going to happen, but just hoping that you're paying attention to everything enough that all of the elements that you need to be in the piece will um, emerge because you're in the moment. It's like uh, the movie Soul by uh, Pixar, which is a great movie, and it's about being in the moment, and it's about um, being in the zone. And uh, so and it's another thing that I didn't think of on my own, but, but I really do love that movie, and, um, and I'm not going to start this over again for any reason. I'm going to, to press onward. Uh, there's a quote by Calvin Coolidge, who was a president of the United States of America in the 18 who gives a shits, or maybe the early 19 who gives a fucks. But let's just look up this quote. Um, and I, I just want to say this quote because it like reminds me of, of what we were talking about. Um, Calvin Coolidge. Let's see if Google can hear me. I don't have one of those Google things. And yes, this it comes right up. Calvin Coolidge persistence, the quote. Let's see what this quote has to say. Nothing in the world can take the place of persistence. Talent will not. Nothing is more common than unsuccessful men with talent. Yeesh. Genius will not. Unrewarded genius is almost a proverb. Education will not. The world is full of educated derelicts. Persistence and determination alone are omnipotent. The slogan, press on, has solved and will always solve the problems of the human race. Calvin Coolidge. That's what he says, and I think that it's, uh, maybe that's where I got the idea from. But I do like that. My, uh, my friend, who will be a guest on the show, Tim Dufresne, who I think I mentioned last week, who says a lot of smart-ass shit like this, uh, was the one who turned me on to this quote. Um, and to be honest, I never gave, I never gave a thought to Calvin Coolidge in my entire lifetime before I heard that quote. I was like, Calvin Coolidge. That's Calvin. That's that sounds like uh, Calvin and Hobbes and Cool Whip, or. Calvin Cool Guy, or like Calvin from the No Fear bump, bumper stickers, stick-ons, where he's pissing on something, but then it's like, that's Calvin Cool Guy, and that's like Calvin Coolidge. But apparently he was, he was a famous president of the United States. Um, I can tell you nothing more about him, but I'm going to guess. Let's just make up what I think about him. Calvin Coolidge was president from right before World War I, I'm going to guess, before the guy who was president in World War One was, um, uh, what is his name? I don't know. Remember that either. But I'm so I'm going to say that this guy was president before that, and you know he probably uh, he probably had to he probably made a mandate of that like um, he probably was like he saw that like like after the 1890s that like women were stopping wearing like whalebone corsets and he probably was like you know what um I'm a progressive president since I made up this sick ass quote so I'm going to be like you know what 
they should. I agree. I think they should not wear whalebone corsets either. And then that was the that was the thing that like helped. So he was kind of progressive because when the women took off the whalebone corsets, then they were like able to breathe deeply for a moment, and blood went into their whole system. And then they were like, you know what? Now that we got took these fucking whalebone corsets off, let's also take off the shackles of the patriarchy and start to think about how we're going to um, do the temperance movement and get these drunk-ass men to stop uh, being drunks and beating us all the time. And then they were like, yeah, and you know what? Right after that down the line, let's, um, let's try to get the vote and let's not let um, this temperance movement get co-opted by like conservative-ass church people who will, um, you know, uh, use it for their own nefarious reasons. So that's what I think uh, Calvin Coolidge uh, was about, even though I've done zero research about him. But, you know, I don't think that like we need to uh, pay attention to facts, really. We can just sort of, we already live in our own uh, phony paradigm of what we want to believe all day long. Every single chance that we have, we just decide to take the easy route out, not do the research, and just believe whatever we want to believe. Um, And I think it's going pretty good for our society. So, yeah, don't do the research and find out what Calvin Coolidge was really all about. Just take his picture and take a shit on it because you feel like he's a bad person. So that's the message here, is to not ever... Uh, learn the nuance of anything because your own feelings are true, real, and right. Just like in the other um, uh, paragon of thought and civility uh, in human in the human history, the Middle Ages, which was a very time where you believed in everything that that somebody told you or you felt, and. It was a probably cool time. We got a lot of cool stained glass window art, and also um, you didn't really have to like learn anatomy to draw. You could just draw shit that looks like a horror movie, and it was like, yeah, that's accurate. Um, because, you know, uh, life is to suffer, which is something actually I kind of also vibe with. I kind of also vibe with um, putting myself through a teensy-weensy bit of suffering. I mean... I think that the thing that appealed to me about the cold showers in the morning was that, like, it was not nice. (laughs) I'm not, like, trying to always be nice. Um, But you know what? Like I said, I'm going to rant up top for 15 minutes, and then I'm going to get to the meat and potatoes of what this show is about, which is answering your suggestions. And we have a lot of suggestions today because I made it a point to put on my stories that please put suggestions for me. Um, yes, sometimes I do feel depressed. Maybe I have actual real depression. And sometimes, like, especially when I ask the audience to, to like participate in my thing, I do sometimes not to minimize, uh, this image, but I also feel like the guy they photographed jumping headfirst off of the twin towers and he's like doing a head dive Sometimes I feel like that, um, but I know that that's a feeling and not a fact. That's something that, believe it or not, I have I take I've gotten uh, free phone therapy that I that I go to on my phone, uh, 
on and and that's one of the things that they say to me. So if you ever take therapy and you, or if you're thinking of taking a therapy, don't bother. I'll just tell you what they say. They say is that a feeling or a fact? And you're like dickhead. Uh when I'm in the feeling, I can't get to the fact. I'm like out to see. I'm like treading water in the ocean. I do not know how to fucking be like, "Oh yeah, I should just stop feeling this feeling because I know it's not a fact. The fact is the feeling is overwhelming and I can't uh, discern the two until like the the uh, storm passes or I remember to eat food. So like, I don't know. I'm not saying that like I'm going to uh, change my therapist, but I'm, I, I am saying that I think that I resist the idea that I even need therapy so much that I feel like quitting or not doing it every single time. But you know what though? You 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 uh you you persist, you the process not the product and you keep going and you keep going into the first suggestion which is from Florida Salad King, which I'm guessing is a Florida guy. But Florida Salad, Salad King is uh, the first suggester and uh he is if you want mushrooms like I think I told this last time. But if you want like mushrooms like cordyceps and all that type of shit, where's that buzzing coming from? Fuck. If you want mushrooms like cordyceps and all that type of shit, then I recommend that you uh, go to the Instagram account of Florida Salad King, who will probably send you some mushrooms that he grows. Um, and so, but he his suggestion is hot dogs. Um, hot dogs. Sexy dogs. He suggests hot dogs. So he suggests dogs, the domesticated ancestor, d- domesticated um, descendant of wolves, and that they're hot. That they're hot. They're sexy dogs. They're in heat. He also suggests that hot dogs, in the fact that hot dogs is a, is a type of sandwich, or maybe not a sandwich, but there's a lot of debate around that. But hot dogs, um, so just suggesting me to eat a hot dog. I've not eaten a hot dog in, in a long time. I don't even know. The closest I've, I've come to eating hot dogs is at the beginning of the pandemic when, um, when I stayed inside every day and, uh, and it was like the world was very scary, like March, March April, May of 2020, uh, I would have basically my diet consisted of like breakfast. I would, I would, I would get, I stockpiled eggs, which is a smart thing to do in a pandemic. And I had, uh, those sausages like you see in the breakfast aisle, like breakfast sausages by, um, Al Fresco, I think the company is called, or to a lesser extent, Aldi's. These might be, no, not Aldi's, like, some Italian guy's name, but these might be regional Long Island things that you don't, you guys don't have where you're listening from. But I'm sure that you know what I'm talking about. So I don't have hot. I never had hot dogs, but I would get I would get those breakfast sausages and I would cut them up and I put them in my eggs and cook them in the morning. And then invariably, I'd get weird shits later in the day. Um, and then I was like. That I, I found the corollary of when I ran out of the breakfast sausages, then I wouldn't get the weird shits anymore. And then I was like, 
I think that I'm going to stop eating these things. Actually, no, I didn't. I kept eating them for a long time because I, I was under the delusion that I needed protein. Sometimes I get under the delusion that I need protein. I'm just going to try to plug this fucking thing back in. Uh, sorry, guys. Sorry for the unprofessional moment that I created by creating a little staticky buzz, but I'm going to leave it in. Um, yeah, so, so hot dogs, no. But breakfast sausages, maybe. Um if I feel like I need to have more protein. But I stopped getting those, mostly because of the weird shits. I think having weird shits is a... It sucks. You know, I hate to be reminded that I'm actually a living human being. I hate having to... I hate bodily functions. It's so annoying. Whenever I have... Whenever I'm taking a shit, I'm like, this is unnecessary. I'm like, why? Why do I have to do this? I hate it. I don't enjoy shitting. I don't know if people enjoy shitting. Sometimes I've heard that people enjoy shitting, and they'll even try to prolong the shit to fucking read a book, which is very unhealthy. But not me. I dislike the I dislike the experience completely. So that is my response to your hot dog suggestion. Now wait, I didn't really get on get into the topic of hot dogs, like sexy dogs. Um. I don't know if I find dogs sexy. I know I've heard that there are videos where women are getting their pussies eaten out by dogs or even fucked by dogs, which I don't know how it works because I feel like dogs have very tiny peens. But uh, but like a dog eating a pussy seems interesting but not hot to me. But I would never want a blowjob from a dog because of the teeth. I'd be scared. And also... It would be, I think that psychologically, it would be harmful for myself and the dog to um, to engage in that type of um, engage in that type of behavior because I think it would be very wrong to um, deceive an animal who gives so much trust, like a dog, and deceive them into making them give you a blowjob. It seems like they, the dog, wouldn't necessarily get it or maybe they would I don't know I just think it's I'm gonna say that that's not something that's not an avenue that I'm interested in pursuing so to Florida Salad King no on hot dogs and no on hot dogs so that's uh so we made it through we made it through that suggestion so that was the first suggestion, and uh, thank you, though. Thank you for that suggestion. I appreciate anybody who makes a suggestion on this show. I will explore it to the best of my ability. Um, so the next suggestion is from uh, Ilian, NIC, Ilian NYC, or Ilan NYC, who has su- he suggested this on the last uh, one, and I actually did forget to read it. I know I said I did all the suggestions, but I did not. I stopped for time because I felt like um, an hour and four minutes is a good, like, you can do that in two drives to work, and I don't know. If you want this show to be longer, let me know. If you want this show to be shorter, keep that shit to yourself. I really don't want to have any fucking criticism. Not true. I will have whatever. I'll, I will accept anything that people want to offer me in terms of a suggestion. If that suggestion is fuck you, Jcaps, literally kill yourself immediately by overeating hot dogs 
and getting some type of dysentery shit disease, I will tell you, do you think that your little mean riff about me is going to hurt my feelings? I tell myself a hundred times more horrible shit than whatever you come up with every single day. Like, it's easy. It's easy for me to um, come up with, like, hateful diatribes against myself. So, um, nice try. But uh, if you're if you want suggest if you have something to suggest like don't have background music because uh, it's distracting, uh, that's a good suggestion. Um, but I may put on a bed of background music for emphasis sometimes because I think that's funny. But anyway, I got totally sidetracked. The suggestion was from Illin NYC, and he suggests Hyrax, Hyrax, a um, a capybara style animal that. Um, you know, obviously, I forgot that I, I, I did a, a show for two and a half years uh, called Grading Animals, and I did grade animals. So this is this guy trying to sneak a grade into the episode, and I'm, I'm game. So Hyrax, right? Hyrax is an animal named after uh, a type of cereal, a breakfast cereal, because believe it or not, when we eat breakfast cereals in the morning, we are channeling our inner capybara because most capybara-style animals eat... Um, eat uh, basically breakfast cereal type stuff. Like they eat seeds and grains and nuts. And, you know, humans, we think we're so evolved. We have opposable thumbs and we only have hair like on our head and like on our crotch and under our arms. We think we're so much better than hyraxes. But actually, hyraxes and humans almost have the same diet if it was just for people who eat cereal instead. Like you think that... Hyraxes. So, if you don't know what a hyrax is, it looks like a baby seal, but like a small, like imagine a little, like a toy of a baby seal. Like imagine, like if you had a, a baby seal, but it like uh, wasn't in the water. Um, but it was not as fat as a baby seal. Like it's only as big as like um, like a like a two liter can of soda, like a two liter bottle of soda. But instead of um being in the water, instead of flippers, it has little tiny feet. That's what a hyrax is. Um, there's a lot of little rodent-type animals um, that like, we forget about because, honestly, they're just vermin. And, you know, vermin, they, they're cute and all, but like, they really do carry diseases and shit. So um, it's not their fault. They're just like, that's the thing. They're little, they're little scramblers. They're mostly in the genre of scrambler animals. They like live in holes and they like are covered in fur, so like when they brush against uh, like the the leaves, they get all kinds of ticks and shit. Um, but apparently, this type of uh, capybara is not even related to mice and shit. They're actually related to um, elephants and manatees. Which, I mean, okay. So I'm just just for full disclosure. I am uh, just giving a cursory glance to Wikipedia, the free encyclopedia, who right now really would love you guys to just stop what you're doing and give them $2.75 or whatever you can afford because um, we live in a, a, a time where people would rather believe whatever they feel than actually look at facts or actually look at books and 
the people at Wikipedia are like, you know what we'll do? We'll start a website that in the beginning was really easy for anybody to change, but now you have to be some type of computer programmer and like really good at Reddit to like ever change one of the pages. And we got fact checkers like checking the pages so you don't fuck up like for too long. But it's basically a, a blog style. I don't need to tell you guys what Wikipedia is. That would be, um, you know, I'd be really going down a road for an unnecessary reward. I feel like my audience knows Wikipedia. So anyway, Wikipedia says that hyraxes, these little mouse-like guys, are related to elephants and manatees. And at this point, I feel like when I heard that, I'm like, fuck these things. Because here's the thing. If you had the chance to become an elephant at some point down the uh, evolutionary, um, what, do you, what do you call it? the bifurcation diagram of the of evolution, which is where like all the animals split off to go into different animals. If you had that opportunity, if you had just one chance, if you had one shot to, to and, and you do not miss your shot to go, this opportunity comes once in a lifetime and, and you didn't go and become uh, an elephant of any type of elephant. So, I mean, you know that there's not just been like big, uh, big year, gigantic elephants. There's been a, every different type of elephant that there has ever lived. There's been like, like super hairy elephants. There's been elephants with like different type of shapes of mouths, like tusks going backwards, tusks going out to the sides, tusks coming out of their heads, all different types of, of like any kind of thing. They have had like, um, I mean, I would even consider that like uh, rhinoceroses are also a type of elephant. Probably giraffe is a type of elephant. Like elephant, I'm going to just use as like any type of big ass um, animal that has like a trunk or some type of like fleshy outgrowth on its face. Um, like a okapi. What the fuck is that? Probably like a type of elephant. So anyway, this hyrax, these guys never gave a shot. Never gave it a shot. They were like, no, we're content with being like to being like a mice. And listen, I'm here as a human being like judging this animal, which has got which got which made me insane. I ju- I started judging animals and it led me to mental illness. But I'm not going to stop for just this moment. So the hyrax, is there something that the hyrax doesn't know? Like if it had become an elephant, maybe it would have been hunted to extinction. But but you know what it is though? It reminds me of Calvin Coolidge because it's like if if this hyrax had any type of uh, belief in itself at all, it would have gone for it. It would have become like think of the think of the the, the uh, pattern in the hyrax. Uh, like it's almost like laziness and uh, and you know inaction is baked into its DNA because check it out. We got this hyrax which you take one look at it and you're like, it's just like a little furry, like little mouse or something like that. But it's not. It's like apparently c- could have been an elephant. But then on its evolutionary uh, chart, then it did either went an elephant, but what did it also do? It also became manatees. Another fucking completely useless animal that's like lazy and like doesn't do shit. And it honestly gets dunked on by every other animal. And it's useless. It's like, you can kill it by accidentally driving over it. And and it's the fucking, like, it's the size of a king-sized bed. It's gigantic. So, 
that's that that's inside the manatee that's that hyrax laziness of like all right you became an ocean animal but why not do something else except for like eating grass 24 hours a day just like like sitting in in the ocean being like more grass 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 that's if you've ever looked at a, a manatee that's what's going through their mind they're just eating grass and they're going more grass more grass more grass more grass more grass um so yeah that's that that's that real hyrax lazy bullshit and um i'm not into it and uh and i wouldn't waste i wouldn't waste 1 minute more with these uh, little Welford rotund animals with short tails. So thank you for that suggestion, Ilian NYC. And um, and I'm not even gonna grade it. I just I just I'm gonna be like, I don't even consider you any different than than some other random type of mouse. So if you see hyraxes, uh, I I would put a footnote and like see manatee. I don't know. Okay, so next suggestion is from Matata. Matata is a, a, a great friend of the show, and he's also, I think, a Patreon member. No, for sure he's a Patreon member. So he's got a very long suggestion. Let's see. He says, Are you ever disappointed when you order chocolate chip pancakes, but the chocolate chips aren't in the pancake batter, just on top of the pancake? Like, I want chocolate chip pancakes, not chocolate chips and pancakes. So true, Matata. Now, full disclosure, I would never, if I had a gun to my head, if somebody was literally going to shoot the brains out my skull, I would not order chocolate chip pancakes. Not my thing. I just don't want those two flavors mixed. In fact, pancakes themselves are something that I probably wouldn't even want. Um, Maybe on occasion. I do sometimes like the syrupy sweetness in moderation. I'm much more into um, if I had to do a breakfast that that was like a, some type of puffy bread, I would get a, a French toast and I wouldn't put any syrup on it. I would get challah bread French toast and then I would get a little extra butter and put it on there while the top is still crispy and the butter is smearing the powdered sugar around. Um, and when the thin layer of butter that I smeared on it starts to melt, then I would eat it. And I might open up the little um, single-use syrup container and dip a tiny little bit of syrup out on the plate and rub the the French toast into it like I was some type of uh, Italian restaurant bread dipping into oil type of fancy asshole. That, that's something that I might do. But by no means would I ever uh, have chocolate chip pancakes baked in or on the top. But not to say that I can't, not to say that there's a chasm between your suggestion and my understanding of it and that I can't even reconcile in my mind. See, that's a big problem in the world right now. People who live different lives than you think that you, as a person who's never lived their life, could never understand at all what the experience of their lives are. Even though humans have devised this special technology whereby they can convey information into a storage capsule and allow other people to experience those feelings as they have in the form of 
books, but the technology is um, is obsolete because humans have lost the ability to read, and so um, so that's why people think that that there there can be no empathy in the world. But there it can be empathy, and I can empathize with this concept because we all want something, and then when we get it, it's not the way we thought it was. Every desire is connected to some type of ideal in our heads. Like we think we want success or love or happiness or the some type of version of a storybook ending to the little scene in our lives or the big epic story. We always think that... Um, after we finish the difficult thing, then there's going to be some salvation that um, hits our brain like a, a heroin high, and everything um, becomes blissed out, and uh, and the and the camera points towards the sun, and the credits roll, and it's like a happy happy ever after. But actually, whenever we get anything that we wanted we get a new series of unexpected challenges that we did not even expect were part of it before. Just like this chocolate chip example. You know, I mean, you think you want to, you, you, you're like, um, right now I'm, uh, I don't really have work. I don't have any money coming in besides like what I can finagle. Like I can finagle somebody to hire me to, um, I'm, I'm shooting a music video right now. For the band Black Suit Youth, and um, and uh, the singer who I've known for a long time has hired me to do that. So now I have like a, like a project to work on, and I work I work for this school, you know. But you know, like I'm I'm struggling, right? And I think like oh, in my um in like the graspy part of inside of me, like the 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 um the hunger the hunger chakra is like you need to find a work. Maybe you should get a steady job like you had, and. And that idea is like, yeah, that's the thing. I got to get that, and then my problems will be solved. And then I know from experience that that will not be exactly the case. If I start working for any place, there'll be things that I did not realize, like constraints on my time, constraints people-wise. It will just not, it will just not be the way you think it is. And as we get older, we become more aware of the uh, the strings that are attached to every new thing. And I think we get scared of doing new things. When we're young, we really believe in that um, in that outcome. We think all I need to do is, you know, like like I wanted to be when I was younger, uh, and this will be the second time I mention it uh, in the show. We can keep tally. When I was in, when I was younger, like all I wanted to do was be in a band and um, go on tour and come out with albums, and that's that was like going to solve my problems. Um, so and then like I did that, and uh, it was it was it was cool, but like it did not. It, it first of all was not something that I. It was just not something that I wanted after I had it. It was very strange. Um, I liked the creative process I liked um, I was like obsessed with music and everything like that but 
there was something about like relegating my life to just being in a bar like every night for the rest of my working life that I was like, this is like also not what I want, even though when it was just a fantasy, I was like, yeah, I totally want this. But then I was like, wow, this is uh this is the the this is the chocolate chips on the side of the pancakes rather than the chocolate chips baked into the pancakes that I was um that I didn't want. Um but you know what? Sometimes life gives you chocolate chips on the side of the pancakes and you just gotta like fold your pancake over and eat your pancake like a taco slash burrito. Um and just be like, listen, that's how it is. And I'm not going to, and like, this might be the best I can get. And we live to fight another day. You know what I mean? So, uh, so that's, the, that's my suggestion to you, Matata. Just uh, don't send it back. Don't send the pancake chips, uh, pancakes back like a, like a bitch. Don't, just be like, thank you. And the next time you order that, just be specific and say, I want chocolate chip pancakes, chocolate chip pancakes. But hey, waiter, before you go away. Write this shit down. I want the pancakes, I want the chips baked into the pancakes. And th- if they say that, th- that they don't come that way, then just order something different. All right. That's pretty, pretty great. Thank you. We're going to keep moving on. Um, and then let's talk, let's talk to another, another suggester here, um, Jessica Rain 01, who says, Ladybugs. The Chinese invasive ones. The Chinese invasive ones. Yes. Isn't it wild that there is that, so that since the world has uh, become global um, in sort of a, a global war, a global war of thought and a global war of war, um, you know, uh, and also a global war of trade, um, and also a global war of snot and spit because, you know, I think the pandemic, when you boil it down, it has to do a lot with like particles of snot and spit. And that's really where a lot of this uh, global um, transference of um, or invasion of pathogens and buggies and buggy wuggies and also just different, just different things getting spread around all over the place that usually it was not like that. So so there apparently there's Chinese invasive ladybugs. I'm going to look that up. Maybe I'll look it up on Wikipedia who also still is blocking my page for for um asking for $2.75 and the crazy thing is is like full disclosure to to say full disclosure again, I did give them $2.75. I don't have that money, but I don't have fucking $2.75 to blow on Wikipedia, but I did it because I was guilted into it, and they made it very simple for me to just press the button of PayPal, and it would automatically send it. I didn't have to think about it. Um, but yeah, I did. So ladybugs, or aphids, right? Or lady. So I just typed in lady into Wikipedia, and what do we got? We got lady. Lady Gaga, the second thing. Then Lady Margaret Beaufort, and then Lady in Waiting, and then Lady Marmalade, and then Lady in the Tramp, and then Lady Chatterley's Lover, and then Ladybird, a film, and then Lady A, and then Ladybird Johnson. 
But I am looking for, let's just think about that. So Lady Bird Johnson, Lady Bird is the same thing as a Ladybug. Lady Bird was a movie uh, with Sorosi, some that Irish girl, and um, was Sally Field the mom? It was a pretty good movie. I, I related to that movie because it reminded me of the year 2002, um, and it reminded me of a year when, like, uh, indie rock was a popular genre of music. Um, and also, I guess the movie, because it had, um, like, a halcyon image of life before college and, like, a sentimentality about, like, where you come from and, uh, and like, the last bits of... Um, of knowing your hometown in the way that you do from childhood to pre-adult stuff is a, is a unique um, sentimental capsule that doesn't feel the same again in your life. You can feel those type of emotions, but they will mutate. But when you're like 18 years old and you're chain like you're turning from like one like a uh, way, way of life to another like that's sort of forced upon you by your age like you you're done with high school and you're going on to the next thing whether or not you go to NYU like the girl a fucking rich girl <laughs> no I think she got a scholarship I'm not sure but I mean if you go to NYU like it's like I feel like you're in like a different class than than me but then again I went to SVA but then I still paid for it for the I paid for the whole thing um but anyway um but the kid who went to NYU in the movie. But, like, I remember, you know, uh, I remember being, uh, like, a sort of sentimental kid and sort of having, like, a feeling of um, connection to where I'm from. And I still do. I have a connection to Long Island, but, my, but like, as an adult, it's changed. I don't have, like, the, uh, the naive feeling of it. I just have a feeling of uh, loving the place that you're from because you're from... That's where, and that's where all your memories are, and um, for better or worse, like, this is what your life is, and, you know, you can, you can think that, you know, I, I think, you know, especially feeling like, um, like, uh, so, like, in that movie, the kid um, sort of wanted to shed her identity so she could be, uh, I think, accepted, kind of, I'm, like, remembering it, like, she she didn't want to people to know like of her actual life uh because she wanted to like uh like be identified as a like different or unique or something like that but um at the end she like was proud of her family and proud of like who she was and um that's something that like people all have to do journey through like you are what you are and not what you are trying to be the thing that you are is like the um the sword that you fall and kill yourself on because you try to do that but in your head you may think like you're you may think the 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 act that you're doing is like some type of heroic act or like some type of your 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 um 
you're pulling the wool over the over the over the world's eyes, but the world can see you, and the world can see um, the frame. Uh, you the world can see you holding the frame around the things you want them to see. They don't just see the frame; they also see you with the frame. So, um, so it's very impossible to truly hide from from the world, and that's why, like, when you do uh, like connect to genuine things of your life, uh, there's um, there's a harmony in how you seem. There are people who I always like admired throughout my life. Um, I've always like been trying to do um, some type of art thing my whole life, and you know had better or worse time, you know success and failure all throughout. But there are people who you meet and they're like just doing their lives, and they are like super funny or they're super connected to the things that they're doing, or they're just like secure in their in their in their world and almost like in command of their world in a in a easy way and um and it's like they don't seem like they're trying too hard they're just like they have an ease now and this, sometimes these people are not like they're not pursuing um some type of like uh, I always think of it this: some people who are like that are like the funniest people I've ever met, and they're not pursuing like comedy. They're just like genuinely funny people. It's it was it's almost like the 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 world is um like they they get the they get the reward from just being their own pure self from the people around them that they don't need to prove it in a artificial setting like a uh, comedy club or like let's say an internet video about how how crazy an animal is and I was like that is that's something that like I, I always admire because um, you know when you when you try to do a thing uh, there's like you know there, it's like you have to sort of like be yourself but also like present those parts of yourself that are what you think is your your style the frame you artists often walk around with frames and sh- and show the world themselves through their frame and sometimes people who are just connected to their own self and are not artists do that effortlessly um Anyway, I was supposed to be talking about ladybugs and that are um, from China. So let's see if Wikipedia knows shit about that. Ladybugs Chinese. Let's see. Um, miraculous ladybug. Okay, I, here's what I found. Mar- Marinette Dupain Cheng is a fictional character and the female protagonist of the animated television series Miraculous, Tales of Ladybug and Cat Noir, created by Thomas Astruck. And from the illustration, she looks like a cute woman. Um, she looks like a cute, thin woman. Pretty, 
uh, pretty tall. I'm going to say like um, maybe like I'm going to say 20, 22 to 25 years old. Um, looks like she's wearing like um, flats shoes. She has like uh, looks like yoga pants on pink, but they're cuffed up. Um, she's wearing like a cardigan, a black cardigan. Uh, and then she has a white top on and she's Ladybug and she she's a woman, but the show is called Ladybug and Cat Noir. So I guess it's from it's a it's actually not Chinese, it's French Chinese. It's from Paris. And she's a she's a superhero. Okay. So she has a superhero outfit on. I guess that's her that's her like Clark Kent look with the one I just described. But then um she has a skin tight red what looks like lycra outfit she's very f- fit she's very fit she's actually this this body type is a body type that i would um uh i might actually get a hard on from looking at this type of body type because um i can't help it it's just uh biologically i can be driven to hard on by observing a body type such as this um, this she, but she is wearing a costume, a red lycra costume with black spots on it, which, because it falls into the humor, the the um, the genre of superheroes, I'm no longer interested in it because I think superheroes are fucking stupid. Um, but this um, ladybug and cat noir uh, is a ladybug, and it is from. Chinese and it is invasive now because now that I know about this I'm curious about it I don't know if I'm curious about it because um, of the character design and mild titillation from this lycra costume that I'm seeing but in any case this invasive Chinese ladybug um, is now in my mind. So, all right, I think that that solves this suggestion. So, cool. So now we know about uh, Miraculous Tales of Ladybug and Cat Noir, the invasive Chinese ladybug from France. Thank you so much. All right, cool. Thank you so much, Jessica Rain, for that. Okay, now we're going to talk to The Truman Show. The Truman Show is a... um, is a, a fan of the show, and the fa- and uh, he says, Caps, can we please kiss? I'm your biggest fan. And then he has like an emoji face with the eyes open all the way, and he says, that is my suggestion. I love you, by the way. Bye. Okay. All right. The Truman Show, we cannot kiss, but you can imagine us kissing, but I don't want to kiss you. Um, yeah, I just think that it's like, it's too uh, complicated. Uh, you know, like I was saying about the world we live in and the, the fantasy world, is that, you know, I don't think that it's going to really work out. Um, I just feel like it would be very complicated. I, 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 I don't even know if, like, I, I'm pretty sure that you, I don't know what you, who you are, what you look like. If you look like... Um, Ladybug from Ladybug from Miraculous Tales of Ladybugs and Cat Noir. I don't know. Maybe then, like, I would be more interested. But I feel like the Truman Show. I'm guessing that you're Jim Carrey. I don't want to kiss Jim Carrey. Um. So, 
I think that unfortunately it might be it might be a complicated thing to to put that out there and and um and pose that to me. But thank you. I guess that's kind of nice. I guess I don't even know what to do with that information. But um, then Truman Show had a couple other suggestions. He said, uh, "Ask your audience to repost and share your content too. More people will see it." And then he goes. You should post your content on other social medias in order to spread your influence. So, okay, so it's like a a multiple suggestion of like, uh, like wanting to kiss me, and then also giving me like some social media suggestions. And um, I mean that's cool. Like all like you know, thank you. Uh, I don't. I'm gonna say that like I, I'm. I think I'm just gonna continue doing the podcast, and then when I can make new episodes, I will make new episodes and maybe I'll put them somewhere else. Like the thing about, like I did mention last week, the thing about TikTok is they took my episodes all down because I use curse words. And um, I think they took them down because if you don't use like whatever is the state sanctioned shit that you that you have to go through TikTok and use, um, then like they take it down. But I don't really know. I mean, maybe the ultimate... Uh, Maybe the ultimate concept I have to get get behind is that like um, that grading animals is just not that good, and I have to accept the fact that like you know only things that are really 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 good get um, major success. Like really like like I'm talking like like PewDiePie or like um, like um, like Gangnam Style or uh, Baby Shark, the song Baby Shark, like things that are like unequivocally um excellent like just excellent things and the things that are that are that are like um i don't know just not as good like that no one no one will ever hear of things that are things that are not as good just like get thrown by the wayside so it's just like you know it's sometimes like you know but then again i remember then i get down and then i go down like the 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 rabbit's hole of negative thinking and then I I have to remember I have to remember what um, that nothing in the world can take the place of persistence, and that persistence and determination alone are omnipotent, and and press on has solved and will always solve the problems of the human race. So I have to just remember what Calvin Coolidge said and just be like, fuck all that shit. I have to keep going no matter what because because. Um, it doesn't matter if if I am or not talented or if I even am smart or if I even know how to read a book. None of that shit matters. Just pushing forward and con- never stopping is all that matters. So, so yeah, maybe I will post uh, something on social media. But, but let's go on. Actually, this next suggestion is very um, connected. The next suggestion is from Norin Rad Jason. I'm going to guess that's how to say his name, but it says, can people evolve to normalize online relationships and replace in-person relationships? This is a good question. This is a good suggestion. Because this is just like what Truman Show was trying to do. He was like, hey, can I kiss you on the face? And I'm like, no, get away from me. But, um, you know, that's the thing. It's like the, it's like, is online real and is real online? So it's like in the beginning of this show, I 
said that in your mind you have an ideal of what you want or what you or who you are and it lives behind the the mask of your eyes it's your it's your imagination it's like the ideal inside of your head like that's what like like the platonic ideal which is like ideas first and then the construction of them but in the beginning of this episode i was like we have the things that we think, but then when we get them in real life, they are not the same, and they have other things. Like, you may think of a chair in your head, and you think of this as a comfy chair, and you're, you're like, this is going to be great. But then you might sit in a, a real chair that's just like that, and you may find that, like, maybe, like, it pokes into your back for some reason, or, like, it starts to cut off circulation to your legs, even though it's, like, comfortable, or some other strange detail that you could have never realized. And that's the problem with the real world. Online relationships and real relationships are like that. Because, like I said, I think I might have said this on the Patreon episodes, the big difference between real relationships and online relationships is one major thing, is that you can't smell the person. A lot of people are smelly. And And it's not even their fault. Like, people just have different smells. And so it's like, if you're in a real relationship with someone, you can smell them. And you can, like, grab them close to you and take a big snort of them. And that might be pleasing. But that also might be not pleasing. And it might change the whole dynamic in the moment. Sometimes, if if somebody smells too bad, that might be a very big deal breaker. And that's why in-person relationships have to get past the smell barrier, whereas online relationships don't have to get past the smell barrier, as well as online relationships have to do with the way that the two people frame themselves and hold that frame up to the other. And we can't see what's on the outside of that frame. And our platonic ideal of the person that we are looking through the frame at can continue to hit um, points in our in our brain that like will send like positive feelings, but then not being able to smell them is going to be the deal breaker. So that's my response to that um, to that uh, comment, and I think that like it, there's something in there for everybody, right there. But um, I do think that one thing is true is that. The online presentation um, is both real and not real because we get to fully uh, present from our imagination and from like the elements that we um, that we are excited about. We get to uh, present an identity, but. Um, but like that identity is also covering things that we don't want to see. So same thing as the frame thing. I thought I had more in there. All right, next suggestion. If I if this is from Neo Sumac has given a few suggestions, and we're gonna read all of them. All right. So first suggestion is, if you could only dress in one monochrome color, what would that color be? Um, I'm going to say like uh 128 on the uh on the Photoshop grayscale scale where 0 is 
uh, black and 255 is white, then it's like 128 is somewhere in the middle of that. And that's like a, a, like a pretty like a middle gray. Years ago, my friend and I uh, thought it would be pretty cool if instead of like having to um, like worry about uh, what clothes to wear, if we could wear uh, gray all the time and we could start a new subculture. This was back in the days where like um, uh, I, I came up at a time where like uh, music scenes were the thing to identify with. So instead of like identifying with like what gave you a hard on like they do nowadays, nowadays it's all about identifying with what gives you a hard on. Like if you're straight or you're gay or you're a different kind of like halfway in between that or whatever. That's like what people like to use now to like um, to signal how they are different than each other. But back in my day, people like to use what kind of bands they were into. It was a simpler time. So at the time, um, at the simpler time, the type of bands that you were into made you have a different uniform that you could wear. And every different musical genre had a different uniform. And where I'm from, uh, I was, I'm from the border of Nassau and Queens, which is a really great um, hybrid area because it's like both influenced by black culture and influenced by white culture in a sort of unique harmony where I'd feel like indie rock and hip hop kind of like blended together in a, in a sort of both musical genres were like uh, a pastiche of different sounds that were like open to the experimentation. And... Um, so my friend and I were like in like rebellion of, of this stupid paradigm presented to us by our social world that we would just wear gray. We would be called the grays. That would be our subculture. And while we never figured out the exact grayscale Photoshop um, eyedropper number, 128, of that gray, uh, for, for this suggestion, I did finally settle on it. And that's what it would be. Okay, next suggestion from Neo Sumac said, Eat more satsumaino, Japanese sweet potatoes. Um, I think that I have eaten these. I think I have eaten these. So there's a restaurant. I mean, there's a lot of restaurants, but there are sushi restaurants. I have not been to a lot of restaurants since the pandemic because you gotta, if, you're in, if you're going to restaurants, then you have some money. But I don't really have money, so I've not been going to restaurants. And um, when I did go to restaurants, I would get um, tempura vegetables. And one of the vegetables that I would get in there was sweet potato. But I always thought it was just a regular-ass sweet potato. Now I'm wondering if those fried uh, tempura vegetables were satsumaimos, which are Japanese sweet potatoes. And are Japanese sweet potatoes any different than regular sweet potatoes or just the fact that they're grown in the ground? The vol And are they grown in the ground? Because I believe that Japan is like volcano earth, which I heard is like good fertile soil. But I also heard that it's very rocky and that's why they eat so much fish, because they don't have um, a lot of farmland. But, you know, then I remember, like, um, 
the education will not help you and the world is full of educated derelicts and what the fuck do I know? This is a I don't know anything about the terrain topography or farming practices of Japan really. So yeah, they probably do have a sweet potato. And how different is it from the sweet potato of the Americas? Um and also at one point, I mean sweet potatoes are older than humans. Humans only came around the scene like two million years ago. And sweet potatoes, the genre of like tuber, um, those have been around way longer. I mean, I'm going to guess they're probably around, I mean, since I'm going to say that sweet potatoes and potatoes in general have been around since like the Triassic period, I'm going to guess. I feel like all the vegetables and flowers and shit came out like early on. They, you know, trees and shit have been around since like the long time, long time ago. So maybe sweet potatoes predate um, our uh, our political geography, and that all sweet potatoes are just sweet potatoes of the earth, and it's like just different varieties. It's like some sweet potatoes have a tan, some sweet potatoes like um, have a thicker skin or whatever, but they're all sweet potatoes. So I'll have to look into that. All right, the next suggestion by Neo Sumac, and just this is something for everybody that you can always uh, suggest more than one suggestion because this person did, and I'm going to read them all. So the uh, other suggestion is um, that to do four sun salutations every morning for a week. This is a very good suggestion. Um, I'll give it a shot. Do four every morning. That seems like one sun salutation has like, I don't know, I feel like 14... Do you guys know what sun salutation is? It's a very classic building block of yoga. Um, Not hard to remember, and if you can't, you can get like a little chart of it all. And it's basically, I think, like you stand up, you raise your hands up to the sky, and then you go into like a full roll down, and then you put one foot all the way behind you with your knee up, and then you do like almost like a push-up stance, and then you do like a push-up, but then you come up like a cobra... And then you put your ass all the way into the air. Then I think you put the other leg going back. And then you do a roll up. And then you put your hands to the sky again. I think that's... If that's not the sun salutation, let's call that the sun salutation J-Caps variant. Uh, and and uh, yeah, you could try that one. So that's that shouldn't take too long. If I did four... I don't have a fucking job to get up to. I do have a job, but I, but I, I, uh, I, it's later. I teach in the evenings, and um, ha- sometimes the kids don't even show up to class, and then they don't pay me. So it's, uh, um, I do it for the love of the game because I really do enjoy uh, teaching kids art. It's something that's um, enriched my soul despite myself. I didn't realize I was going to like it so much. Anyways, so that's a good su- that's a good suggestion, Neo Sumac, and this Neo Sumac's last suggestion was art um that i should do more art and or or just art in general should i make this show about art should i talk about artists well if you've listened this for far comment on whether i should talk about artists um and then maybe i will maybe i'll not do so many suggestions and talk about art but i do like the fun uh back and forth something that i do enjoy about art is the um 
the give and take. What I do like about doing stand-up or performing on stage is to see the audience and talk directly to them and let what they say influence me and so I can transfer it back and forth. That's something that I love. And grading animals is mostly suggested animals that I just, somebody suggested them and I did an episode. So I do always want to have this um, this flow between the audience and myself. Um, and that's what I think about art. All right, next suggestion. I know we have a lot of suggestions. I'm going to go long because who fucking cares? If there was one thing that we learned from the last episode is that somebody suggested I do whatever the fuck I want, and so that's what I'm doing. I'm going to finish all these suggestions, and if, it, and if it takes you three car rides to finish this podcast, well, I challenge you. I challenge you to actually listen to the whole episode because I have no idea if people will, and I'm not going to check that analytic because I'm going to take back the power and just make things for myself. And you guys also. I'm going to also make them for you guys. But this one is, this is a suggestion from Big Boy Sky 98 And he says, how stupid Star Wars animals are. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Big Boy Sky. Um, I know it sounds like I'm clapping, but I'm actually, uh, I'm actually jerking off. That was the sound of my... Uh, for some reason, I know you'd think jerking off would sound just like skin rubbing, but apparently it sounds like slaps. Um, anyway, no, I agree. I agree that Star Wars has really, it should have only been those first three movies in the 70s, and then it should have completely never, ever um, been mined to death. I didn't see Star Wars as a kid. I first saw Star Wars at 17 years old. Um, and all my life, it had zero influence on me as a kid. I was not a kid that liked Star Wars and like was like obsessed with Star Wars. I almost found it to be phony. I was like, are kids really into Star Wars? I didn't get it. But then when I was 17, I finally saw Star Wars. And I was like, oh yeah, it's good. It's like a cool adventure. I could see why people like it. But then... There was like other more Star Wars movies and I just couldn't get into that. I just couldn't get into all of the bullshit that they tried to shove down our throats. Um, not just the animals. Just like the idea of the, like the good guys and the bad guys and like this simplistic ass shit. Like I get there are some good things about it, but like it's a pageant. Like, you know what? The stormtroopers are so stupid. The stormtroopers are such like uh, dummies and they like are bumping into each other. And I feel like if there's one good thing that Star Wars did that was good, it was they took the tooth. They detoothed stormtroopers. Because like I always uh, was under the impression that stormtroopers were like the most hardest uh, Nazi um, mercenary guys who were like, the most evil guys. They were like were the tough, the toughest of the tough, um, like warriors out in in World War Two. And actually, they had stormtroopers in World War One. Um, they who were World War One army was super super tough. But I always remember stormtroopers that like they were badass. They actually wore like a death's head 
um, metal that was like a death, like a, a skull or something like that. Um, but then Star Wars just makes them into these bumbling retards. And like that, I give Star Wars props for that. I'm like, yeah, we should th- we should like um, reclaim stormtroopers to being something that's harmless and that every third grade, second grade little boy dresses up like a stormtrooper and just it's like, yeah, stormtroopers. There's not there's nothing scary about that. Uh, in fact, I, in fact, they throw the word so much around that they never even associate with with the actual thing that is meaning from now, That's great. We should just forget about what any of the context of that word is because like who cares because it's so much more fun to have this like space thing that has no meaning at all so i don't know star wars is corny and if people who are like super into star wars it's just like uh i don't know i i just i'm like that's cool listen everyone needs some type of religion um everyone needs something to believe in and i get it Religion is whack. It's so, like, been done already. And nowadays, sometimes you need a new religion. Sometimes you need to believe in Star Wars or Marvel Comics or or some other comic or some other nerd shit like anime or maybe even, like, QAnon or something. You need to believe in something to get through this world because you need to feel okay. And your feelings are important. And... Your feelings are real. And if you believe your feelings and not real facts, you might find uh, you might find yourself blanketed and you'll be able to like, go through the world with less pain. Because the world is so painful. When you find out the real facts, it's gonna like cut off your circulation in your leg and your back's gonna hurt and there's pain. The re- reality, realism is painful. But um if we live in if we live in fantasy, then we can uh, we can be uh, safe for a little while. So that's what I think about Star Wars. Okay, cool. Next suggestion, and the last suggestion. Have we gone on? This has been a long episode. Um, and if I have forgotten your suggestion, just suggest it into the next week because um, because I hope to continue this uh, this this show for. And see where it can go. All right. The next suggestion is from Richie Rich forty two eighty eight, who says, "What is my op- my opinion on reptilians and cryptids?" Well, um, I I don't know if cryptids or reptilians exist, but I would like to believe them. My favorite show when I was growing up was X Files, and it was about a guy who would literally believe anything because his sister was abducted by aliens and the trauma had, uh, mutated him into um, a guy that like searched the world for any type of monster and conspiracy. And then he was paired up with a very skeptical scientific woman and they had the greatest platonic TV relationship that has ever uh, uh, been made. And those and that show, was Ren and Stimpy. So, yes, uh, cryptilians and rept- reptile- reptards are something I definitely want to d- do more about. I know that people have asked me to grade them, and like a purist asshole, I did not. M- realizing that I cut, 
I really was like cutting off my nose to spite my face. And had I done a Bigfoot episode or a Nessie episode or a um, Chupacabra episode, then I would be uh, a successful YouTuber. But I fucked up. Well, you know, what can you do? Maybe. So, Richie Rich, I will. Maybe I will do something for for uh, cryptids and reptons. Um, maybe I will make some type of uh, grading or even just exploration of this concept. Um, I know a lot of people would like to see that. So yes, so maybe I will. Maybe I will uh, have some more about that. Um, are are reptilian people among us, or is that just a metaphor for psychopaths? who live among us but feel nothing of human of the of the of the warmth of humanity and just um cruise through the world like um like sharks uh and the, and only like looking with like a like through terminator style like um digital um readout behind their eyes for like wherever there's blood in the water to exploit and manipulate uh people around them actually that's probably more like killer whales sharks are just like sharks i imagine to just be like dogs um yeah and and would you want a hot dog that's a great white shark biting your dick off i don't think so either but maybe at one time in my life, I was like, they, they asked me, how do you want to die? And I was like, I want to get eaten by a great white shark. So how is that for, uh, for um, a paradox? Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. This has been The World According to J-Caps. Uh, put your suggestions in. Um, like, follow, and subscribe, and share my content.